0: You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Championships 27 SEC titles 131 first team all-Americans 70 postseason appearances 39 postseason victories This this is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: As we welcome you into Alabama Tradition... Live in Tuscaloosa, waiting the Heisman celebration. We are going to get that started. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be breaking it down. Mart Houston and myself, Ryan Fowler, as we will get on uh, with the show. We're going to talk about Alabama, but we're also going to carry that uh, live uh, tonight. And you you know the filler, right? They get they get about 40 minutes of uh, a little backstory and talking about the different celebration. It's a virtual, so it's maybe not as much. Uh, uh, meat and potatoes, maybe as it has been in the past, but uh, when you back up, you got two players at the University of Alabama, and that adds to the value. So we're going to be talking about Devonte Smith and Mac Jones. We will carry the announcement, we will carry the speech live, and then we will have a reaction show. Following that, Martin Houston, myself, will carry you all the way into that. And then we'll switch over for just a couple of minutes. We'll let ESPN make the announcement live. You will hear that here, and then we will switch back, and we'll do a reaction. Uh, we'll let. Uh, either a celebration or will be a disappointment uh, Martin Houston, I hope all is well, my friend welcome into Alabama tradition.
2: All is well, Ryan and glad to be in uh, with you tonight.
1: Well, Martin I gotta tell you man, it has been a very busy day today. Uh, we've had a lot of different stories that are flying around and I don't even know like where we start. We've got an offensive coordinator that will be leaving us so that's big news. We've got Jalen Water returning to practice right? We've got Alabama collecting all the different uh, awards and postseason things, including the Heisman that will be awarded hopefully tonight. Alabama guy walks out of that. Uh, We've got the COVID-19 issues around Ohio State and the talking about the possibility of the cancellation or the – not the cancellation but the postponement of that national championship game. We've got different athletic directors, including Greg Byrne, saying that everything is good to go. We've got people saying the Big Ten is trying to govern – Ohio state that maybe would prevent some of the contact tracing side of things. It, it's like, where do you start? Martin Houston. Oh yeah. Well, by the uh, way, Alabama I, I, beat Notre Dame too. and
2: Oh yeah. Don't forget about that. <laughs> right. That's why we're playing in this game. But Ryan, I'm going to tell you, as soon as my wife heard uh, um, about the Ohio state, now sure. I think my wife is married to a football player and a radio guy, but she's not into the sports scene. Right. First, First thing she said, "Oh, they're just trying
1: to buy time
2: for their quarterback to heal."
1: I, I I'm, I'm, I fully agree uh, with Missus Houston. She nailed it. Buying time, yeah,
2: yep, she nailed but, it. I think so.
1: Well, and it's just, I'd heard about this around twelve o'clock uh, today, and then I, it's one of those that in this business you hear a lot of things, but you're not able to discuss everything that you hear because you're not able to have, you know, double sources. You don't have I me. Mean, you're able to kind of lean into it, but somebody kind of prepared me for it. And when it broke about two 30, I went, "Uh Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. Uh, so we have spoken to different people talking about up there and we've had different sources either way, Justin Fields. Let's go back to that hit Martin. Um, How much college football has changed? I didn't think it was targeting. How about you?
2: Well, it's targeting based on the fact of how they govern the game and and play the game. Um, You know, the running backs do that virtually every time they get ready to initiate contact. Um, But if a defensive player does it, it's targeting. I guess defensive players' necks and spines and concussions aren't as bad as offensive players players or they're just not stupid in the ruling uh but anyway based on the rule but i mean uh, i know some, the, i know
1: a, I know a fullback that might have been called for targeting at some of those blocks that you threw back in 1992 i i'd say
2: all the time i i'd missed a game every i've been out every <laughs> other half i mean i'd, I'd played i started the first half of one game and probably missed that game and then i'd start the next game and missed it i mean i i would not have played a complete game, probably my entire career. If, of course, they say, "Well, you would have changed the way you block." Well, that's probably true. But I probably wouldn't have been any good if I changed the way the way I blocked. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe not. But um, it, it is it is sad, and I, I hate it for the kid, Ryan. And I have no problem with the with the targeting rule being called. My problem is, why is that any different than a face match? Why is that any different than than you know a chop block? A horse collar. Uh, why why is it why is it why are players uh, evicted from the game? They're, they they were so pleasing to the media and to to the people who were who were had their eyes on the game that they went so far, and they slowly every year you notice they bring something back in. This year, at least, the guys didn't get get the walk of shame uh, when they got kicked out. Next year, I think it'll be a personal foul. Now, if you get two of those in one game, then then, then maybe, Ryan, uh, maybe you get expelled just like you do on a personal file. How many guys have gotten more than one targeting in a – think about that for a second. So you can – that tells me that the game has changed and that players, when they get targetings, it's not – as intentional as a personal foul or unsportsmanlike conduct, that guys get 15 yards and keep to get to keep playing. Uh, so that's what I hope to see change about the rule, and I think it would have served its purpose.
1: So we're going to talk about Alabama and Ohio State. We're also going to carry the Heisman announcement, in, and Martin, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm sitting here preparing for this show, and we're talking about Alabama playing in a national championship game, and I'm nervous for these guys uh, because there's four guys <laughs> – that are sitting in a room, uh, they're finalists. When you look at Mac Jones, the quarterback at the University of Alabama, Devontae Smith, Kyle Trask uh, for the University of Florida, Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. And in the next 45 minutes, there is a life that's going to be changed because you become part of a unique fraternity. And I I text a uh, Heisman winner a couple of hours ago, and I said one of my favorite moments of the college football season is the Heisman presentation, not for the presentation – but when I see all those legends get up on that stage, uh, it's just it's it's a you it's a fraternity, and to become part of that is a life changing event.
2: Well, and Ryan, what makes that so special is that it is voted on, not just by people who haven't played the game, but all of those alumnus who have won it before get a chance to speak about it as well. So you're joining, not, as you say, a fraternity uh, and part and partial of the people who are saying that are guys who have held hoisted that tr- trophy up before, and it and it is. I mean, it's it's something that you can work hard for, but you really have no control whether you get it or not. Um, you you know, and so you 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 really. You, there's probably five Heisman Trophy winning performances. This year, easily, you know, there's not a single guy that that's in the top four, and Najee Harris that that did not play well enough to be a Heisman Trophy, you know, winner. They all had to me that this is a time in a long time where it was literally a Heisman campaign race, you know, uh, where guys every week the top guys went out for the most part and 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 said. Hire me to be the next Heisman. Heisman. They they passed the interview test, uh, if, if you want to say it another way. And they did it week in and week out.
1: So, Martin, we've got a lot of reaction. We're going to take that reaction. We're going to be extending this show. We'll get the presentation in. We'll hear that live as Martin Houston and I will both react to it. Uh, our fingers are crossed uh, when we talk about the Heisman celebration and, and we talk about the reaction. So we'll be going a little bit of extended time. Uh, we're going to get phone calls into the conversation. J-Robin Montgomery, I see you up there. Dean here in Tuscaloosa. We will take those phone calls, and we'll even take it post-reaction. If you want to react to the Ohio State-Alabama matchup, if you want to react to any of the news today, feel free to do that at 205-342-9904. That's Martin Houston, national champion, winning fullback at the University of Alabama. I'm Ryan Fowler here on Tide 100.9, the home. Of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
0: Tide 100.9, WTID FM. The station in Tuscaloosa for ESPN Radio. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: All right, so we will get things started. We continue the conversation. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is Alabama tradition as we cover the University of Alabama and all things involving the Alabama Crimson tide practice today. Martin, let me ask you, and before we go to J. Robin Montgomery, let me go back here for Jalen waddle because he is also reportedly uh returning to practice, and that's just not reports out there. Nick Saban. Uh, even telling ESPN's Chris Waddle that he has been cleared when we talk about it. Now, it's all about whether he's going to be able to – he's been cleared medically, but can they get him back to where he needs to be? Let me add this to it. This is not from Nick Saban, but I've heard from people that I've spoken to uh, that Jalen Waddle has been quoted in telling them 60 to 70% is where he was early last week. Uh, According to Nick Saban, he's been running – But we still need to see him practice. Our medical team will evaluate him as the week goes, and we'll make that decision from there. He wants to play. He's been working hard to get back. Uh, It's pretty remarkable when you talk about the the work that he's put in to be ready. But, you know, we saw this with Christian Miller and Terrell Lewis, uh, Florida State injury a couple of years ago. They were able to work back, and Terrell Lewis made a play uh, that was key to stopping the Georgia offense and forcing them to kick a, a field goal. Uh, that allowed Alabama and Devontae Smith on its second 26. Uh, but just your reaction to Jalen Waddle and now having a chance to to maybe play in this championship game.
2: Well, kudos to the young man, for, first of all, for all the hard work he's put in uh, to for us to even be having this conversation. Um, regardless of whether he plays or not, Ryan, he's helping his team right now. Oh, great. His hard work is helping his team. Because now, now Ohio State can't go in and, and just think, okay, let's stop um, Devontae Smith. Because a 70% Jalen Waddle is probably still a pretty good uh, wide receiver that you have to account for. So, uh, like I said, kudos to him. And the goal is that he helps his team. Uh, and whether he helps his team by being on the field or if he helps his team by the simple fact that he's a threat to be on the field. It is uh, absolutely um, uh, a good news for Alabama in, in terms of being prepared to take down the Ohio State Buckeyes.
1: So when you look at Jalen Waddle and trying to prepare for him, uh, then you add John Mechie and you look at Devontae Smith uh, maybe being the Heisman winner. uh You look at the Buckeyes, uh, the rumor that I have heard, now this is only a rumor at this standpoint, but I've heard their defensive front is where the Heisman, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm twisting words, uh, Heisman and COVID, really a big difference there. But I've heard on their front, on their front seven in that defensive line, is where they've had COVID issues. Uh, You look at that, that's the strength of their team. But you look at the secondary, that's the weakness of, of their team uh if they have to go up against another wide receiver don't you think Jalen Waddle at 80%s better than most at 100
2: yeah that's what i'm saying even yeah. if he if he doesn't improve from the 70% of of 2 weeks ago cuz it it'll be a, a, about 2-4 weeks since he made that statement uh and a lot can happen ryan once you once you get back out there that progression can happen a lot faster slow is slow is steady is slow and then all of a sudden you get out there and mentally you, you test it and it passes, all of a sudden you're able to jump out there. But, yeah, an 80% Jalen Waddell, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Ryan, he had 600 yards virtually uh, in four games this year, and, and the other guy is the one that's going to win the Heisman. So if that tells you anything uh, about what type of player he is.
1: Well, and let me also add this. Let me take Dean on here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Dean on, welcome into Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide.
3: Man, how are y'all doing this evening?
1: We're incredible. We're incredible. Doing good.
3: Big day, big day. Uh, Heisman Trophy, hey, God bless. Either one of these, I mean, as long as they give it to a Bama guy, I'm good because I don't know. I just don't want to see them getting stolen from them. Because I think it, both of them would be very, very good recipients of the trophy. And I believe it, I, myself, Devontae. But then again, I read something that Tim Tebow said today. Yes, Devontae made all the plays. He done everything he did over and above double team, whatever. But then Mac on the other side has a higher QBR rating than anyone in the history of the game since they started keeping up with that. So both guys would be fantastic recipients of this trophy without a doubt. Well, and so as long as, long as one of those guys get it, I'll be happy.
1: And Denon, Denon is uh, a guy that's also. Uh, a photographer and a member of the media, uh, him and I sit on the front row many times of, of Alabama press conference. Martin, when we look at Nick Saban, something that I notice, and and I talked with Martin about this yesterday at, at lunch, is when you asked Devontae Smith or Mac Jones about their uh, self-awards or just trying to isolate something that they did on their own, I, I almost found, find that they're almost uncomfortable getting any type of recognition on what their self because Devontae was asked about it and it was almost like he was almost embarrassed. It, it was really unique watching that press conference. That's the way I oh, yeah. it, it was almost like, hold on a minute. I, I didn't do none of this on my own. It was it's a team. And and I, I hear a lot of players saying it, but when he said it and Mac Jones said it, I almost felt like that that was so authentic to hear their yeah, both reaction. Created.
2: Martin. Yeah, I think those guys, you know, uh, because of of the way they approach the game, Ryan, that's why they, they, they've been so successful. And, and you're right. Uh, I don't think there's a, a false bravado or humility either uh, in terms of what these guys have done. You know, and I, I understand what Tebow is saying, uh, but in, in terms of the QBR rating, but are we just going to go off of a rating um, You know, oh, yeah. I, what's what's his name? Also, in a twelve game season against the best competition in the history of the SEC, set the single season record. You know, uh, oh, Devonte yeah. did after he was supposedly gonna be double teamed more and and and, and all of that. And here, here's what I say about Devonte: you can't argue with either guy, but Mac Jones was going to get the ball every single time. He was gonna get the ball every single time. Oh yeah. And, and but but Devontae had to work to get open. And the guy dropped like when when you see Mac Jones throw a, a, a bad pass, it's 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 unusual, but it's not shocking. Right. When Devontae drops a pass, yeah, you're in sh- yes shock. I was on you're literally, Friday night. You're, yes. Yeah, you're you're literally like, oh my God, he dropped the pass. And and oh, yeah. think about that for a second. I don't care where it's been thrown because not every ball he's caught has been perfect. He he just makes every single play, and that's why I I would give it to him. Um, yeah, if, if I was the guy.
3: Hey, either one of these guys, you know, whoever gets it's gonna congratulate the other one because they know they're they're a double team here. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm about like Ryan said on earlier. I'm, I'm a little I'm bit nervous, nervous for all together. I
1: mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here and uh, it it just because I know today's going to be a life changing event. And, and like I said, I mean, I'm just I'm sitting here and uh, you know.
3: Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm it, just, I, I rushed home from work. I said I I got I got to get home and see this. I really want to see this history-making <laughs> thing. Sure. But sure. Uh, but hey, on another level, fellas, both of y'all guys, I know y'all y'all are my brothers in Christ. Over the last few weeks, man, my family, uh, I've I've spoken to Ryan through text messages. I know Ryan said something one time, I believe, on the radio about it, but my mom, when she passed away last Friday, I never thought I could – I couldn't prepare for that. But uh, I know a lot of Ryan's listeners are listening. I know Ryan said something about it last week, but, hey, all the listeners, man, I thank y'all for y'all's prayers, y'all's thoughts. Um, Tough situation, but, hey. I'll, I'll see her again. I know that for a fact. So well,
1: the hardest thing well, I ever went through, and uh, I would encourage anybody. I know there's been a lot of people. Uh, you know, we lost a big Bama fan up in North Alabama today with Zach. Alabama uh, Zach. Yeah, Man, that, I mean this guy was incredible. Uh, heard a lot of great stories. It, it's hardest thing, and, and I've told Martin this a, as a pastor, um, with Martin having to sit beside somebody at a funeral. Uh, I'm I'm often speechless. I don't know how pastors do it. They have to depend on the Holy Spirit to convict them and and allow them to speak through them. Uh, But it's it's one of the hardest things you'll go through. And uh, oh yeah, to be able to comfort somebody. And uh, I I know that there's two mountaintops to every valley. And uh, you go through these challenges, and uh, you you'll uh, you'll think there's days that you're like, man, I can't get through today. But you you find a way and. Uh, it kind of we we look at our faith, and uh, that's what gets yeah. us a- encouraged. So uh, it,
3: it it truly redirects our camp, our compass in a way of thinking. You you cool. just, it's like, hey, my direction. I got to make sure I'm heading this direction because it, it's a situation where you know giving your life to Christ and, and obedient is one thing, but it's not just a one time thing. It's a forever thing. Gotcha. And I, I just got another reason to get up there where she's at. And, hey, all the listeners, I'm, I'm praying for all y'all that's going through this COVID thing. I don't know of anybody who hasn't been touched by this by one way or the other. And great point. and And uh, we just got to lean on our, lean on the man upstairs and get through it and pray everybody's protection. And I'm hoping and praying this stuff is over with as soon as possible. So God bless y'all. I appreciate y'all's prayers, y'all's thoughts, man. And I, I won't be ashamed to say it. Love y'all, brothers. I can't wait till I get a chance to eat with y'all again. But
1: all right. But Thank you, Danon. Have a good one, sir. Right back to you, man, uh, Martin. Let's go back to Landon Dickerson. Uh, when you look at Chris Owens, kind of judge his performance based on uh, you understand the blocking uh, side of things and the calls that's made there. You may have even spotted stuff that maybe we didn't see. Uh, evaluate Chris Owens and his performance against the Irish. All right, we'll get Martin here uh, in just a couple seconds. Why don't we take a break and we'll get back with Martin Houston? But uh, going back and Chris Owens returning to Arlington, Texas. And the conversation there, we continue. It is Tide 100.9. This is Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Mart Houston, Ryan Fowler, the Heisman celebration or reaction? will be coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll get there. I'll get Martin Houston's reaction on Chris Owen stepping in for Landon Dickerson because that's really the battle that we're all watching in this national championship game Offensive line for the University of Alabama that was recognized as the best offensive line in the country, Joe Moore Award, which Alabama won back in 2015, paving the way for that Heisman-winning candidate, uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, that was a 2000; was the inaugural year of that award. Uh, they've now come back around with Kyle Flood, and to be able to win it again, we'll talk about it as we continue. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Thallo. This is Alabama tradition: the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um. Hot!
2: Have Have some fun, man.
0: Talking Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Less than 30 minutes away from the Heisman announcement. We will carry that live here on Tide 100.9. Martin Houston, myself, it's Alabama tradition. We do it every Tuesday night from 6 until 7. And then we carry it onward as we're going to delay the show and even go on a few minutes after 7 o'clock and we'll take a reaction. We'll either a celebration or to be a reaction and we'll react. Uh, Martin, what What if, if, let's go back to, this Heisman here for a couple of minutes and we're waiting. If Nick Saban stands up, we'll go to him as well as we're trying to direct all this as a traffic director right now. It's uh, they went through Kyle trash. They've done Trevor Lawrence and then they'll do Devonte Smith and also Mac Jones. And I'm sure Nick Saban will say something and we'll carry that live as well. Uh, you think Trevor Lawrence has got a case as uh, the most outstanding player in the college football. Based.
2: If it's a career award,
1: See, I, I feel the same way. Identical. Yeah. If
2: Ward, I don't know that he necessarily – with the number of games he missed, what, two or three games this year? um, uh, And then the way he played in the biggest game, I don't know what the vote was in at that point it was, or not. It was. It, uh, the deadline
1: would have passed. It was. Yeah. But,
2: but, uh, but I think that uh, when you look at – Especially I know some of this is hindsight, but the ACC was 0 and six in bowl games. Ooh, wow. 0 and six. Um, you know, is he the most talented quarterback in the country? Uh yeah. Uh is he the best player in college football? I don't I don't think so. And that's what you're voting for. Uh, um so if I was a Clemson guy, I'd be arguing his case. Uh, but I just think had he not had the downfall, Ryan, and unfortunately for him, he's been this good for three years. The husband, a lot of time goes into the guy that gets hot in the right season at the right moment at the right time sure. uh, and, 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 and surprises you. Uh, but because Trevor Lawrence has been so good for so long – Uh, Like if Mac Jones comes back and does this next year, he wouldn't win the Heisman and may not even be in the conversation for the same performance because you're like, okay, that's what he can do. Can he raise the bar? And that's that's the criteria we use on the Trevor Lawrence.
1: So, Martin, when you look at Kyle Trask, I I think you could almost say this, and this is something as a Heisman voter, um, they'll probably take me away uh, for saying this, but I'm going to be honest. I, I wish that I could see the best players against the best teams in the postseason. I wish that this award was post-National Championship game where you could evaluate. Because we look at Kyle Trask, and you know it, it is a team uh, recognition, but it's an individual success. Uh, you took all those players away from Florida, and you see kind of how average Kyle Trask was um, in that game, as far as the bowl game. So I wish that we could include that the Heisman ballot is due on the Monday following the Big 12 championship, the SEC championship, that championship Saturday, that first week in November, excuse me, December. And then it's due on that Monday at four o'clock. You're not able to hold over a ballot, but I almost wish that there was. It was postseason. But look at Kyle Trask. Does he have an argument?
2: Well, I I would agree with you that I wish uh, that it was postseason Um, because it would give you a chance um, to determine the whole season. Uh, And if you're going to say you almost need to do it before the championship weekend or after all the bowl games in the college football playoffs. Uh, And and that way you're either doing it as a regular season award or a season award. Um, You and I may see things a little different on trash. Uh, I'm not probably not as hard on him as you are, uh, without having his his guys because Mac Jones is very average quarterback without with De- without Devontae Smith, uh Najee Harris and um and Mechie and a waddle. Uh I think he's an average quarterback. I think uh Trask uh I mean Mac Jones would play the same way if all of a sudden he was throwing to uh Javon Baker uh in in uh not mangum. Oh god that shows you how old I am. Uh, um major. What's the, what's the other tight end? 88. Uh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though right major Tennyson. He Major Tennyson. I knew it was like an old sorry former sorry player. I,
1: I, I'm trying to say Major Ogilvy but it, I know he's been about right. before, That's what 35 I had, years I had, ago.
2: I couldn't get the name out. But my point is if you're throwing to those guys versus Billingsley and Forrestal and Smith, then you may you may have a different result. So I'm not as hard on him for that performance because he was consistent all year.
1: All right, so as we get ready, and we will carry Nick Saban uh, coming up and, and hopefully uh, talking about his two guys. Uh, Dan Bowens already spoke uh, the – Clemson side of things, and uh, we will carry that announcement coming up in the next couple of minutes. Martin, I set the audience up, and I wanted to ask you about Chris Owens. Landon Nickerson uh, has been the anchor of that Joe Moore Award uh, that was recognized as the top offensive line in all of college football yesterday. Going to the Alabama Crimson Tide, Chris Owens having to step in there, uh, evaluate his performance. What do you think?
2: Well, you know, it was it was good enough to beat Notre Dame. Um, I think it has to be better. Uh, if we're going to beat uh, Ohio State, what we saw in that Clemson game was Trevor Lawrence looked average when he did when he, when the middle was not protected, and uh, uh, the the defensive nose tackle for Ohio State lived in Trevor Lawrence's face uh, as well as the outside guys. And I think that's where Chris Owen has to get better. Would I say, would I give him a passing grade for his first start? Yes. Uh, will I say uh, that that's going to be good enough for us to beat Ohio state? I would say um, probably not. It has to be better. Ryan, um, he, he, he got pushed back a lot uh, in terms of um standing on his ground. Sometimes he, he, and he didn't get enough drive. When when I look into the second half, I think Alabama was trying to run the clock – not run the clock out, but you know what I mean.
1: Well, Mac uh, Jones said it, Martin.
2: He, he said yeah, they, at the post-game
1: press conference that they were
2: – trying to take the air out of the game, as, as air, air out of the ball, as Nick Saban says. Uh, and we couldn't do that, and I think part of the reason we couldn't do that effectively was that we just didn't have the push in the run game. Uh, and we may need that against Ohio State. So uh, Chris Owens will have to play better.
1: Martin Houston, Ryan Fowler, this is Alabama Tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Alabama guys are going to be talking about coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll break here, and that will allow us to set up to get ready for Devontae Smith and Mac Jones. We'll hear those two guys in the same room. What a unique moment it is for the University of Alabama. We will celebrate that moment. We will carry that press conference Uh, That announcement coming up live, we'll hear the speech. I've made a prediction that if Devontae Smith wins it, it will be the shortest speech in Heisman history. A guy of very few words except yardage and catches and touchdowns and receptions and records. He doesn't talk a lot. He allows his play to do the talking. Uh, I predicted maybe a minute or less for Devontae Smith. We'll continue with more (laughs) of the Alabama tradition, past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: A good supply of sunshine this afternoon, the high today 57 tonight clear with the low at 32. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 60. Thursday, cloudy and much cooler. Rain likely at times during the day. The high Thursday at 49. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston Show, Martin Houston, have combined to offer a show filled with in-depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition live. Live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. And is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out alabamatradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content. All
1: right. So this is Alabama tradition, the past, present and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Mac Jones is getting recognized right now. We're going to uh, dive into that for just a couple of minutes as, uh, Brian is having to kind of traffic direct. We're going to go to the announcement as well. And Mac Jones out of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, going to be recognized. And uh, we will get into that. And you give me the thumbs up. We'll get over to that. We'll listen to a couple of minutes of that. And we'll get right back here. Uh, this is ESPN talking about the starting quarterback at Alabama.
4: Jacksonville beach kid and a jokester from the beginning. The youngest of three and center of attention. Always happy, making everyone smile. Encouraged to try everything. Mac got into music, acting, and modeling, which helped develop memorization skills and footwork. Father Gordon, mother Holly, and older siblings, Will and Sarah Jane, were all college athletes. Mac dove into various sports too, but a passion for football and early skills slinging the pigskin a long way made his choice easy. Jones arrived at Bama somewhat in the shadows and waited, watching, laboring, and learning, first from Jalen Hurts, then to Tua Tungabailoa. Mack has earned two college degrees with a straight-A GPA. He credits consistent grinding more than natural gifts.
5: Mack looks, end zone, touchdown! What wow. the
4: Jones preps like an NFL vet, adjusts nimbly on the fly, even as a first-year starter, brings contagious calm to the huddle. It takes Moxie to lead the many alphas at Alabama and Mack is poised, precise in the pocket. His signature deep ball daggers slicing defenses to pieces with astounding accuracy that's even better than the prodigy who preceded him. Check out the numbers on passes thrown more than 20 yards downfield. Those elite deep players are what separate teams and He was second in completion percentage 14 touchdowns on the deep balls yards per attempt absolutely off the charts so much for solid but not special maria teammates call him the joker he's got kind of a quirky laugh and admits he's kind of an eccentric cat walking around, (laughs) talking to himself at the football complex.
5: (laughs) Well, either way you slice it, Chris, since Mac Jones was a kid, he's known exactly where he was supposed to be. Check this out. When he was seven years old, he wrote a letter saying that he wanted to be an NFL player. And guess what? Now he sits in the Heisman Trophy finalist section of the schoolyard. And that's on his way to still completing that dream. Obviously he wrote that in 2005 and now Mac Jones joining me now. And I see the family, they're looking nice. They're here to support you but I I want to start with that childhood dream you've always known that you wanted to make it to the pros did you expect that that would involve a stop at the Heisman Trophy finalist ceremony
6: yeah I mean I've always had a dream just to play college football and to have an attempt to win a national championship so uh, I'm just blessed to be at the University of Alabama and a lot of people have told me along my journey that I'd never make it and I just kind of put my head down and went to work and had help from a lot of great people
5: You know, I spoke to your parents and your mom Holly was telling me about how you itemized your playbooks, how you would actually do throwing practice in your apartment. How did you prepare for this season and how did it allow you to have the performance that we've been able to watch on your way to a national championship game?
6: Yeah, I think preparation is a big thing for me, you know, just not being the most athletic guy. uh, I just have to kind of rely on my preparation and see things before they happen um, and then get the ball to the players around me. But it's really just preparation um... in practice in the film room at the indoor wherever i need to get it um, it just comes from that
5: you know mac you're another one of those extraordinary stories and perseverance what would you say to a young kid maybe that's kind of waiting their turn that isn't a starter yet but they need that opportunity what would that your advice be to them
6: yeah i'd say for anybody uh... just pursue your dream and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something because along the road if you love something and you put your heart to it you should be able to do it and don't let anybody tell you no
5: Well, you're living proof of that, and we will certainly enjoy continuing to watch you on this ride and in the national championship. Obviously, Mac Jones preparing in Tuscaloosa. Mom, Holly, Dad, Gordon, and his sister, Sarah Jane, they're all hanging out, too, and and obviously being supportive. Brother, Will, he even dressed up for us today. So good luck, (laughs) Mac, the rest of the night.
4: Thank you. (laughs) It's special to share an evening like this, not just with a teammate, but a classmate. When you come in the same recruiting class to a place like Alabama, which is the deepest end of the pool, you have that holy bleat moment. Then you try to adjust and lean on each other, and certainly uh, Devonte and Mac did that. You know Jones to Smith. What could not sound more generic could not actually be more dynamic. Devonte. line up on the edge most of the time, but he was the central focus for almost all the opponents and they still couldn't slow him down. At Wide Receiver U, Smith grew from protege to mentor to legend, the all-time Alabama leader in receiving yards. Devontae was born and raised in tiny Amite, Louisiana. To family, he was simply Tay, the kid who was always smiling and shining. A phenom at whatever sport he tried, football, track, basketball. Check his soaring dunks at 6-1. Devontae led the 8 meat Warriors to the 3-A state championship game. The five-star recruit chose the crimson tide, arriving in Tuscaloosa with classmates Tua Bailoa and Mac Jones. Pushed by a stellar receiving core, Smith made a massive splash to cap his rookie season with a ring.
2: Fire for the end
4: zone! T- Devontae's personality emerged through his fresh style. Tailored suits and fly bow ties, the look is meticulous and mirrors his methods on the field.
0: I don't care who watches and I'm going to
2: do my dance like, hey.
4: To teammates, he is smitty,
0: still skinny,
4: but so savvy. Mac Jones calls him his co-pilot. Devontae sees all and knows all, a tactician and technician seems two moves ahead of defenders number six is plenty fast but extremely smooth with long arms soft hands quiet toughness and fierce competitive drive to play his best against the best check out the performances in bama's biggest games wow not to mention three more touchdowns versus notre dame after the voting closed was number one in yards after the catch bunch more catches and yards than anyone else in the country at 98 catches with only two drops and Maria that is a plus plus great for the season.
5: You're right, Chris, and I can tell you a place where they're super excited to see those numbers go up. How about Amy, Louisiana, the hometown of Devontae Smith, where it's about a town of 2,400. How about about 125 of them socially distant, wearing their mask and having a watch party at the community center? And that's where we find mom, Christina. And I gotta ask you, what has it been like to see the community rally around your son and his performances all season long? It's been amazing. We all have enjoyed the ride. Devontae has been tremendous to the community. Everyone has been behind him, supporting him from day one, and we're just enjoying it. All right, now, Dad, Kelvin, listen, Christina already told me that she was the Loud fan, and you were the one that sat in the back and watched and maybe gave your feedback a little bit later. But what's it been like to to watch your son rise to this occasion, this season?
2: Well, first and foremost, it's a blessing to be here to watch our son uh, up for uh, one of the finals for one of the greatest awards in college football. He always listened,
5: he always act, uh, did what we asked him to do, and now he's going to be a nice young man. Well, Devonte, I've got to get your response to seeing all the community support behind your mom and dad as they all wait and watch and listen to this Heisman Trophy uh, finalist celebration. Devontae, can you hear Maria?
6: Yes, (laughs) ma'am.
5: What's it like to see all of your friends and family waiting to hear whether or not you're going to win a Heisman Trophy this year?
6: It means a lot to me just knowing that the community has backed me up since I made my decision to come to the University of Alabama. And they've been with me every step of the way.
5: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Devante. We love the style, because we knew you were gonna come with something special, so the burgundy suit is great. Now we welcome in your head coach, Nick Saban. And coach, I know you already had practice today, but it's the eighth time in Heisman history that there are multiple players from the same team that are finalists. How would you describe the way you've seen Mac and Devante grow throughout this season?
4: Well, I think for all the folks out there uh, that have young people who are looking for somebody to emulate uh, these two guys have probably done it as well as anybody that I've ever had the opportunity to coach. Uh, they're first-class people, uh, they're great competitors, they set a great examples as leaders, uh, and they've just done a great job in our community, representing our university, and they're great ambassadors uh, in every way, shape, and form for the program. So th- these are the greatest young men that anybody could ever have the opportunity to emulate.
5: Well, Thank you, Coach, so much for joining us, and great praise from Coach Saban for his players tonight, Chris.
4: Thank you, Maria. Najee Harris running back also had a Heisman-worthy type finalist season, and he finished fifth, so tremendous talent on that roster. We're counting down to the announcement, and then live college basketball, the Tar Heels and the Miami Hurricanes from the ACC at 8 o'clock Eastern time. One final timeout, and then we'll find out who will join this wall of Heisman Trophy-winning portraits. The winners joining us live from their homes to welcome in the new member, all of them looking sharp. And we will
1: welcome you right back into Alabama tradition. We will be setting up that announcement coming within the next three or four minutes. We'll break here. The live announcement with Chris Fowler and Maria Taylor ESPN, Bart Houston, Ryan Fowler. We will be doing a post Heisman reaction show to whoever, uh, wins that Heisman trophy. We will carry that coming up in just a couple seconds right here on Alabama tradition the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide.